Welcome to the Isle of Misfits. If you are a square peg trying to make your way in the world, you have come to the right place. Because around here, we are all about owning our awkward, loving our fellow misfits, and seeking beauty and truth everywhere. We believe our weirdness is actually our wiredness. That is, God made us the way we are on purpose, for a purpose, for his glory. So whether you've been hanging out with us for a while now, or if this is the first time you picked a good week, friend, because here's a little fun fact. This episode right here, right now, this is our 100th episode. And to celebrate, we've got some brand new theme music. You've already heard a little snippet of it and a very special guest to help us kick off the holiday season. So grab your Misfit mug if you got one, settle in, and keep listening. It's the most wonderful time of the year, my Misfit friends, and we are heading into it full throttle with our Misfit Bells on. My name is Nancy Carmichael, and I am your humble host and chief Misfit, and I am excited to welcome you here on the Isle of Misfits and to welcome our special guest, Stacy Eldridge, back to the Isle. Now, many of you know her, of course, from being one of the leaders at Wild at Heart Ministries, from some of the books she's written, like Captivating, De- Defiant Joy, Becoming Myself, or, or maybe you've caught her own Captivating Podcast. That's both a title and a description. Um, uh, and maybe... Or maybe like myself, you've been on one of the captivating retreats, but however you know her, you are in for a treat today because she is here with me right now and I am so excited and it is such a joy to welcome you back to the aisle, Stacey. Thank you, Nancy. I'm so comfortable on this aisle and I love being with you. Oh, we love having you and this is such a special time of year to have you here because we are on the cusp of the holiday season. Yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. We're like on the threshold looking into the great horizon. No, um, and you know what that means, right? Let the madness begin. Or or maybe not. I think we'll we'll maybe talk about that a little bit today. But um let me let me just start there. How's yeah, how's it going your way? I know you got you got lots going on. Um yeah, I do have a lot going on. Now this Thanksgiving is gonna be very quiet. Uh, what we do with our children is we switch back and forth between the in-laws, and this is our year to have um, for them to go to their in-laws. But in every past year, somebody has lingered around the Colorado Springs where we live, but no one this year. So it's um, very different, very quiet, very calm, and we're both looking forward to it. We're, we're both coming into it pretty tired, and so it's actually nice, but there will be no yams there will be no pumpkin pie it's going to be you have stew for us yams. So i'm going to find yeah. out okay <laughs> let us know there's no one right way to do it but um i want to hear from you we're going to talk we're going to talk about some holiday related stuff today if you're up for that and of course, course. okay all right so we're going to start you know how we have to start You've with a game with a game with not just a game with a stupid game. Yay! Stupid game! All right, so here's your stupid game. Are you ready? I'm, one question. I'm ready. One question, but we might have to throw down over this because I feel very strongly about my side of the stupid game. So it's a this or that. 
right? So, and there really is no wrong answer. Here's the stupid game question. Pre-Thanksgiving Christmas music, yay or nay? Pre-Thanksgiving? Christmas nay. music. Nay. 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 I'm absolutely right, so nay. Like <laughs> I still like you. I still go ahead. You were very decisive about that, I see. So oh my goodness. Be, yeah. In our okay. house, in our okay. house, my husband made the rule that you can't even say what he calls the C word until after Christmas. Now, this year has been a break from what is a 40-year tradition. Really? Um, yes, because right, uh, got the got the front yard, a big tree decorated in mid-October. Now we haven't yeah. turned the lights on it yet, but we are definitely talking. Okay. Christmas and I am so happy about it, but the Christmas music won't start until Friday. Until Friday. Okay. And that may be okay. So by the time people listen to this, maybe we'll already be there. But I'm just telling you, people feel very strongly. I, I listen, yes, there's some visceral reactions when I bring this subject up. So, you know, not that you've asked, but I'll just tell you, I'm I'm in the other camp, but we can still be friends. So here's my argument, my thesis in a nutshell especially these past several years of worldwide craziness, my argument is we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Okay. I absolutely agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. So it's not a hard and fast rule in our house, no Christmas music and my car is okay. Oh, cars. Okay. Yes. (laughs) We have a station here that starts November one. And I know like that will just elicit some guttural like reactions from people. But, um, but yeah, so I just, you know, it's, it's a bubble. It's a bubble of peace and joy Isn't and hope. And, and pretty. For two months, come on, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas track. Yeah, happening. we were just in Ireland on a, a ministry trip and they don't have uh, Thanksgiving, obviously. So right after Halloween, the trees go up, the decorations go up. So it's, it's um, we're there the very beginning of November and the shops have trees in them and, I went, yes, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and I get it because there's people like, no, well, it's not skip over Thanksgiving. That's important. And I agree. I actually agree. But in my mind, it's all kind of congealed together because we enter the gates of the holiday season with what? Thanksgiving. So it's just an extension in my mind. And it's just this beautiful little bubble that I like to live in. For yeah. so. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. So there, there's my unsolicited opinion. So, but this is your stupid game. So of course there was no wrong answer and congratulations. <laughs> I, I win. You win. So, all right. So actually, you know, I got a bonus question. This one is Christmas related. Do you have a uh, favorite Christmas movie? <gasps> a favorite Christmas movie? Oh, no, I don't. I love them. I love It's a Wonderful Life. I love The Bishop's Wife. I love White Christmas, which I may or may not have watched two days ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and the new ones, all these Hallmark movies that come out. Oh, yeah. I have oh, yeah, my daughter. Like a, every five minutes, I hear. They like, do. I have her tell me, which one should I yes. watch? So, yes. but those, the classics are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I have a new appreciation for, uh, you know, the you'll shoot your eye out a Christmas story. That's, that's actually so well done. It was a sleeper, not unlike It's a Wonderful Life. Like at the time, no one paid attention to it. And it took years for people to truly appreciate it. And I am one who has never seen it. <gasps> 
again. All right. We're still friends, but oh, still friends. I, I gotta tell you, like, all right. I don't, I don't know that you love it, but I think, I think you might, if you give it half a chance, you might love it too. I will, I will do this thing. This should be my year. Yes. This is the year. Okay. Well, now that we are, we are deeply ensconced in the whole holiday theme. So that is kind of what I want to talk to you about today. Um, you know, this time of year, especially as we get, you know, towards December and everybody's reflecting, oh, you know, end of the year stuff and what's our takeaways from the year. We're not there yet. So maybe we can have that discussion some other time. But today, what I wanted to talk to you especially about was what are you taking in to this holiday season? Mm, that is such a good question. And I happily have an answer. Oh, right off the top of my head. Because it's something that God has been speaking to me really started this summer when um, it was pre a family visit when we were going to have a household of full, probably like 20 people um, staying with us and the meals and um, being camp director of things to do. And I wanted it to be lovely and everybody to get along. And I was really feeling the pressure to be amazing amazing mm. mom, amazing friend, amazing wife, amazing hostess. And in my time with God in the morning, he said, they see the pressure is off. Mm. The pressure mm. is off. And then he went deeper to my own story of my childhood. And he said, you don't have to earn a place at the table. Mm. So it really spoke to the deep places of my heart where I thought, and, and part of my growing up years was you had to be amazing in order to earn a place at the table and be welcomed there. And for him to tell me, no, that that's an old thing. You belong to me and you don't have to be amazing because I am. So it was just the most beautiful thing to still care about all the things that were coming up and I still do, but to, to literally journal them all, list them and hand them over to God and go into it with a freedom of heart, with the pressure off of me, of what everyone else's experience was. So I am taking that into this Christmas season. Taking the pressure off. Yeah, because the truth is, Nancy, I care deeply about, about particularly Christmas. And I love it to be beautiful. I love to create a beautiful space, to set a lovely table. And to create a place, an atmosphere where people can encounter God. Now, I can't make that happen. I can't make them encounter God, but I can, I can create the space for it. Yeah. So the pressure that I have felt is for it to be, oh, we have to have this incredible, magical, transcendent time. We're going we're gonna to hold hands and, with, and hold candles and, our other, and we're going to sing carols around the tree. And, and you're going to like it. <laughs> and everybody's going to love it. And it's going to yeah. sound good. And um and the children all you know these littles yeah. are gonna just gonna enjoy it too and it's like you know what that is actually not reality if if we sing carols it will be lovely but it's not up to me mm. to make it some incredible i'm going to remember this forever perfect experience and i have felt the pressure to do that that it was up to me to mm. to decorate right or bake right or um give the perfect gift that conveyed that I saw them and appreciated them and 
was paying attention, just all of it. So actually take the pressure off, take the pressure off. It's Christmas, There, it is the one day, but it is the season. Mm-hmm. And I wanna drink it in, you know, beginning Friday, drink it in and just <laughs> enjoy it thoroughly. And here's something I've learned is that when I take the pressure off me, I take the pressure off everybody else too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I did it last Thanksgiving because in my family growing up, you dressed up, I mean, really dressed up for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, and so we always did that as a family. And one son came into our home last Thanksgiving, he did nice slacks, nice shirts. And he said, does this look good enough? Oh, mm-hmm. it made me sad. And I had to just ask his forgiveness for putting the pressure on him that he dress a certain way for this. And he, you know, you're on the mark when he just got so relieved and said, thank you, mom. So yeah, yeah to take the pressure off other people to yeah. give the perfect gift, say the right thing, seeing that beyond their best behavior, all of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Done. All right. That's, that's a wrap. No, um, <laughs> Let's, okay, I want to unpack this a little bit because here's what I love about, there's several things that I just love about what you just said. And one of them is you said, I don't have to earn a place at the table, you know, and, and there's a wonderful irony there, right? Because what is Christmas and the holidays, right? Beginning with Thanksgiving, all about, it's all about sitting around the table, right? And having this wonderful meal together and this experience. Um, and I love how Jesus said to you, you don't have to earn that place. You know, even as you're setting the table, it's not about you earning your place. You already have a place. And wow, there's freedom in that alone, right? There's so much freedom. Yeah. And then, and then the idea that you don't, that taking the pressure off of yourself takes the pressure off of everybody else. Amen, sister. Yeah. I'm all for that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I've seen it. It's really, really true. Uh, When I enter in relaxed. And John and I are already having conversations about this because our grandchildren, who we are absolutely smitten with, are six, five, four, two, and one. Oh my gosh, the golden ages, yes. Golden ages. So yeah. literally they ride tricycles around in our house. So it's chaos. Oh, and it, and it's joyful chaos. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I can be, I can be, oh, this is really loud. <laughs> But but to enter into it going, this is really a joy. And yeah, this is yeah. what it's going to look like. And it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And go, oh, okay, we're going to embrace that. And then that'll take the pressure off that I haven't asked them, but my children might feel about keeping their children extra behaving. You know, I don't want that. Right. right. I want to have a space where you are welcomed as you are in whatever place you find yourself in. Maybe you come in, one of our dear, our dear daughter-in-laws is, um, her father is inching closer to eternity every day. And so he won't be with us this Christmas and there's going to be heartache there. So Mm -hmm. to have her, you don't have to put on a happy face. We're holding grief and joy at the same time and be real and be welcome. Be welcome. Yeah. And, you know, okay, here's. The, the thing about spontaneity or, or, or chaos, like embracing 
the chaos. So again, you were talking about, oh, it'd be great if we did all end up singing a Christmas carol, but I don't know, perhaps you've noticed that some of the most special moments, in fact, I would, I would maintain all of the truly special memories we have that are magical, right, in these family gatherings, they're not scripted, right? They're the spontaneous moments that came because people were just free to be who they were in that moment. Oh, that is exactly right. That's exactly right. So, oh, to be that woman. So those, those two things, to enter in with the posture of the pressure being off and to know that I am invited, I don't, I'm not going to lose my place by doing something wrong. And then the other part, Nancy, that's really big, that God has invited me to enter into the season, not only at Christmas time, but for my life, is in to live in a posture of rest. Of rest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how do you do that? Let's talk about that. Yeah, this is really important. And, and I think it's key to all of us in our relationship with Christ. He who said, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Our God who says, cease striving and know that I am God. The invitation is to rest in his love, to rest in his presence that indwells us. I like to picture myself sinking into his presence deep in my heart, like I'm sinking into my favorite chair. I literally will picture that and just, oh, because he lives within us. Christ dwells in our hearts. So that I sink into his presence. I'm not striving to get there. I'm just relaxing into the reality he habits me. That is, life is continually dispensing into mine, into me, and through me. And that I get to just rest in his love. Again, it's the thing about not having to earn it. I don't have to earn it. It's he's already decided that he loves me. And he loves you. He's, mm -hmm. he's made his decision and nothing can change his mind. Mm -hmm. So to rest in that reality is, um, is a beautiful thing. Talk about freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a few minutes ago, before we hit record, I was, I was telling you about this experience I had last night. It was, it was something called Floating. So there's this spa thing, and perhaps uh, some of whoever's listening, maybe you have experienced this too. But um, so the idea is you're you're literally floating in a, a it's it's like being on the Dead Sea, except it's uh, it's not the Dead Sea, but it's you're in a tank, and you you would have to fight to not float, like to not wow. stay in the top. You would have you would have to work. So your whole job is to just float, and that's your whole job is to just rest. And I don't know, something about what you said, like just it, it invokes that, that memory of, yeah, there's something about this that in some ways it's easier to do something than it is to just rest, right? Because I can it, control That's that. true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But that is such a beautiful picture. It's a picture of falling back into the arms of God yeah. and trusting that he will hold you. And additionally, trusting that he will care for those that you care for and carry. All, all of the things and people that God has entrusted to us, our calling, our families, our work, they matter and they matter to him. But for us to be able to say, I, I give them to you, God. I want, I want to love well. And 
by Christ within me, I can, but Jesus, I give them to you and I'm going to float in your love. And, and, and I can't get out of it. It's just, it's, you can't get out of his embrace. He has us just like you had to, you could have to fight to, to not be floating. And why would we want to do that? I mean, I know that we do it sometimes, but but just to go ahead and and say, I, I trust you. You're going to catch me. I'm not going to sink. Mm-hmm. My family's not going to sink, although it might look like they're sinking. And I'll continue mm-hmm. to pray for them. But um, at different times, everybody knows that. But a posture of rest can actually only happen when you trust him and right. you believe him. Yes, because the idea is like something has to keep it afloat. So it's not just like trusting and trust. And like, oh, I'm going to float, you know, oh, I've drowned. Oops. But no, it's the idea that some something and what we're talking about is someone is keeping us afloat. He's the one lifting us and carrying us. And yes, the you know, what is it? Jesus says the work, the, the work that we're called to do is to believe in the one that he sent. Right. And that's not easy work. Sometimes believing means we have to really fight against our own instincts to be in control, uh, to, you know, do things our way. And, oh, you know, I have a better idea than Jesus. So, you know, and that's, that is work to, to cast those things down because that's, that's the fault for the Christian. That's the false self. It's not who we truly are. Right. Right. And we also have to stand against the world that is screaming at us the opposite. Oh, and it's just getting louder and louder. And and the whisper that Satan said in the garden, did God really say? Mm-hmm. It, that yeah. comes against us as well. Did right. God really say? We know it in the middle of the night. Can you trust the heart of God really? And for us in that place to turn our gaze onto the one who gave everything to win us for himself and say, I believe in you. I believe you are good. That man, that makes the heavens tremble. That's powerful stuff. Yes, it is. It's powerful indeed because, you know, God could do all of it without us, right? I mean, because he's God and yet he's invited us into this. So he wants, he wants to work these things out with us, not apart from us. And um, we don't have to, you know, we say we're even doing things for him, like, you know, which, which sounds good and holy and, and, and it's a good thing, but we're really doing it with him, with yeah, Christ, with well, us, the well. hope of glory. There and you go. That's such a different frame of reference, I think, than, than a lot of how um, I think I grew up, you know, grew up in my earlier days, just trying to figure all this out and trying to be the best version of me that I could be and how long that would last, you know, like when's the other shoe going to drop kind of thing, but it's a whole different way of living you know, when I can really live in that awareness. It is. I love that you said that, the with me. I also love that you said uh, the desire to be the best version of yourself. Because, you know, having a vision of who you are to become is really a good thing. Um, And I I have have a list where I I wrote down, I am a woman who is becoming, and then Mm -hmm. I just listed it by faith. But none of it, none of it, can I attain by self-effort? None of it. Right. It's it's only um, the working out of salvation of Christ in me, becoming more and more his, him becoming more and more at home in my heart, being transformed more into his image. And he loves to do that. That's what he's doing. But that whole, the thing, which I have thought so much that it's really ultimately up to me, that never works. 
Right. Right. Like yeah. in any area. Yep. Yeah. And try, try though we, we might. So going back to the pressure is off, right? So it didn't begin with us, right? So it, all we can do is receive. That is all, that is the starting point of all of it. Yeah, right? It is. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to continue on the way we began. Right. So like yeah. to hear this, your job is to receive, to be in a posture of receiving the love of God. I just thought of Mary. She had to say yes and receive the lamb of God into her womb. We say, yes, we receive you. We receive your love. Um, we receive your strength, your capacity, your desire to be friends with us. Like the more we know him, just the better he gets. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's like the more we, the more I know him, the more he, he dismantles my old ideas, right? The yes. Ideas. Um, and then it's like, it's like unearthing and I'm, you know, getting, getting to that layer of, oh, this was, this was the treasure all along. So it's like, you know, it's like I'm unearthing a treasure that I, I didn't recognize because it was buried in so many layers of whatever, you know, my, my false ideas of, well, this is what it looks like to be a Christian. Right. And this is what he's like. And what's so cool is that we never get to the end of it. Like he shows us himself and his beauty and we go, wow, that is overwhelmingly good. And then we get to see something else and through all eternity, right. it's yeah. just beyond, beyond my ability to comprehend, but yet I know it's true. Yeah, it's uh, onward and upward, right? That's the end of the, uh, it makes me think of uh, C.S. Lewis, the end of the, the last battle, right? Onward yes, and it's just like, yes. Such encouraging, encouraging stuff. So um, I know we're coming in for landing pretty soon here, but I wanted to ask you so, something practical. Okay, so we're talking about the pressures off, learning a posture of rest. And I, I think I hear lots of amens out there. Yeah, sign me up for that. Let's do it. Then the next question is how? How do we How? do this? So How? what I wanted to ask you is, do you have any practices that, that help you keep this posture of rest, that help take the pressure off? And if so, would you be willing to share one with us? Oh, gosh, yes. This is so important, the how. Um, and I have a couple I'd love to share. One is to ask God, am I supposed to make five different kinds of cookies? <laughs> Honestly, am I supposed to do a Christmas card this year? Oh, now you're, yeah, now you're really getting into it. Right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Am I supposed to, God, do you want me to decorate this room as well? I mean, the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. um, do, for me, I have older children and we, I have still done stockings for them because mm -hmm. I love it. Yes, but this yeah. year I'm asking, like, is that a joy bomb or is that a pressure? So what mm -hmm. do you have? So the first thing mm -hmm. about the things that we do and plan, maybe that we've always done mm -hmm. is to ask God, because if he's not in it, we don't want to do it. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. <laughs> And then daily practices. I'm sure that you and all of your listeners have daily practices. And for me, it's taking the time to sink into the presence of God within me. And again, it really is that word that I love, sink in. So what I do is I have a really comfortable chair. 
a place where I'm not going to get interrupted. Sometimes John comes in because it's in our bedroom and he has to brush his teeth, but I close my eyes and ignore him. So, so, and I'll play a soft instrumental music. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my prayer is simply Jesus, Jesus. And sometimes it is, I love you. I love you. And just to say his name and say, I love him. Mm-hmm. And I will do that until, or and play, sometimes it's a worship song. It's always a scripture that I'll be meditating on as well on that and that morning. And it kind of, it, it does a progression for me, but it includes all of that, it includes the word, it includes worship and it includes rest and sinking in to find him within me until I can actually either see him and my sanctified imagination, I can see him or I can feel him. And then just to rest in that place and in that place, ask, is there anything you want to say to me? Is there anything that I would like to share with you? And generally I have lots to share, but I I don't want a one-way conversation, Mm -hmm. a two-way conversation. So that is pretty simple and, and it can last anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. And then the other thing I do that you know is the pause app, Mm -hmm. uh, the one minute pause app from our our ministry. And it's literally just two times in the day, taking a one minute pause and centering on remembering and letting God invade the middle of your day. I have my, my timer set. It goes off at 10 and it goes off at two, that he has permission to interrupt me Mm-hmm. And for me to go turn my gaze once again program. on him. Yeah. 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 And, and, and love him. And then it's also an opportunity to pray. I give this to you, God. I give everything, everything and everyone to you. And I might have you. So those are, those are daily practices that I need, like I need air. Yeah. Oh, you know, and. It's so good. That's so good. So yeah, the uh, the pause app is something we love in our home. Our, my husband actually begins every workday with it. So um, I was just talking to somebody last night, actually, who was saying that they, she shared it. She works in a preschool and she shared that with all of her, with all the preschool teachers. So they all did a one minute pause together. So yeah, so it's recalibrating, really. It you is know? recalibrating. Yeah. yeah. I, have friends, I have friends that do it with their preschoolers. Nice. Um, Ooh. Yeah. And they yeah, actually love it. Preschool. And yeah, one minute. That's that's not unreasonable. For, it's very uh, long. It can yeah. be the longest minute yeah. of your life. But right. Yeah. The, the yeah. other thing is the program that's on there is called 30 Days to Resilient. And yes. I just need yes. people to hear about that because it's a stunning um, offering where it is 10 minutes in the morning, around 10 minutes in the evening. And it is ah, it's beautiful and instructive and eye-opening and it transforms our relationship with God it really does and and then later on in the 30 days teaches how to find God in the depths of our heart how to meet with him there and commune with him there to have the union with him that we are created to enjoy so I would I just highly recommend that as well Okay. Yes. And I'll give a hearty amen to that. Cause yeah, it's it really is just wonderful, practical tool. We're not talking about rules. We're not talking about, Oh, you have to do this, but these are, these are invitations to, like you said earlier, to, to open ourselves up to his presence, to uh, the, that posture of rest. These are, these are just practical things we can do to invite that in and why not? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, it's great. And and maybe it's not the right timing for a person. They try it and they go, no, and maybe it's later or maybe it's for now. But it, a lot of people are doing it and really drinking in the beauty of it. So, so yeah, I do that. I, I, I did the 30 days and then I went back to day one and um, I'm doing it again. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's there, right? So it's helpful. It's helpful and I need help. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, like every good book that we go, you know, we read it again, we get something else out of it. Right. We notice something. That's right. Time, so. and this That's is, right. You know, um, his mercies are new every morning. His presence is new. Mm -hmm. It's that, like you said, that onward and upward. It's something, something new, something, something life-giving every day. And it never ends because his goodness never ends. And Nancy, wouldn't it be good this Christmas season? for that to happen, for us to get a glimpse of him that we haven't seen before. What was it? Yeah, a new revelation of, of yeah. what he's like, what he wants, and, and have the experience of our love being reignited or falling even more in love with him, because that's what happens when we see more of him. So may that be, may this be a season where he reveals himself in new ways. May that be indeed. Amen. What great things to take into our holiday season. And I know there's one more thing before I let you go. I wanted you to tell us about there's a um, there's an event coming up. It's a live stream event uh, coming up next uh, on the 30th. Right. So tell us just yes. a little bit about that. It's a gathering of women to come together to fix our gaze on Jesus and do exactly what we're talking about perhaps have some preconceived notions of, of what we've come to believe about him that we didn't even realize, have those not challenged, but reimagined of what he's like and have him catch our gaze again. So actually be beholding him, looking at him, a, a time to talk about him. And um, my son is an author and he writes stories. He reimagines the gospel stories. He's a historian and it's just amazing. So he's going to read um, a story of the nativity, a retelling that is beautiful and, and kind of new. So it's that. And then we're going to worship together. It's going to be a very simple evening, but a time to just gather in the middle of the holidays and give him center stage before we jump in. Love it. So that's happening November 30th. I'll put it in our show notes um, and beholding the King live event. Uh, great way. Great way. Like you said, it's just just it's in the middle of, but it's toward the beginning of the holiday season. So it's a good recalibration in and of itself. So yeah. Stacy, I just want to thank you. Hey, we're we're on the cusp of Thanksgiving as we talk. So I just want to tell you how thankful I am for your for your ministry, for your yes, you and John, just yes as a couple, yes to each other, yes to God, and the impact that it's just had on my life and many, many, many others. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for you. So thank you for joining <laughs> us today. And thank God for um, Just drinking that in, how kind. And I can reciprocate that. I receive it. I receive that. And I am so thankful for you and your ministry and your passion for our God. It just seeps mm. out of everything you say. And I'm so grateful. Mm. Well, so happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. All right. And God bless you. And, and I hope that we connect again in 2023.
So this is one of those conversations that you might want to go back to and listen again, especially the very practical tools that Stacy shared to help us practice the presence of God. I, I mean, what could our holidays look like if we actually put some of these things into practice? Wouldn't you love to find out? I know I would. So we're going to put all that info about the pause app and the ways you can connect with Stacy in our show notes. So be sure to check that out. And hey, I'm so glad that you joined us today. And like I said, this is a very special celebration. We are 100 episodes in Huda Thunk. So to take us out, here's the rest of our new theme song. And if you dig it, you can find it on Spotify or wherever you like to get your music. But in the meantime, keep owning your beautiful Lockwood. Keep loving those beautiful misfits in your life and keep looking for beauty and truth everywhere.
gonna leave.